lost in sin, held captive by my fear, till your mercy showed, your hand was reaching near, my God, you came and made a way for me, you made a way for me. My Jesus, gracious Redeemer and friend, there's nothing like your love without end. My hope was purchased by the blood of the Lamb. My Jesus, trampled over sin. You're the risen King, and you're coming back again. Oh God, you came and made a way for us. You made a way for us. My Jesus, gracious Redeemer and friend, there's nothing like your love without end. My hope was purchased by the blood of the Lamb, my Jesus, Today we're continuing our look at Psalm 119, verse 121 through 128. And this section of the Psalms is a first aid kit for difficult times. Or it's a survival guide for hard times. First aid kit for the soul when you're wounded and weary and knocked down and beat up. And what I want to look at today is how... This section wrestles with maintaining loyalty, servanthood. That's one of the key words. I am your servant, even in dark days. And some of the the medicine it gives, the first aid, is that it encourages us, even in dark days, to be assured of his love and long for his truth. See that in 125, 127? It 
encourages us to desire divine action. We are crying out to God to help you, 124, and respond, judge your judge the enemies in 126. You know, it begins in 121 and 122 with seeking divine intervention, turning to the Lord, and then it ends in a place of loving and confident personal commitment. So the question is, how do you move from a place of crying out to the Lord in frustration, desperation, discouragement, to a place of loving commitment and trust? So a couple things I want to pick out this morning is notice that idea of the servant. I am your servant, or literally could render that. I am your slave. And what's interesting is that in the Old Testament especially, this is the highest commendation that you can give a person, that they are the servant of the Lord. You know, Moses, the Lord calls him Moses, my servant. Job, have you considered Job my servant? Joshua, my servant. Now, this is something that is profoundly countercultural for us, to think that the highest the greatest, the best thing we could be called is a servant of the Lord. But then, of course, it points us to the ultimate servant, the servant who was also a son, who did not think equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing and took on the form of the servant, and he stepped down out of heaven so that he might raise us up to heaven. You know, in one sense, that's, that's our spiritual big brother. and. One of the things we get to see often is how little brothers and little sisters look up to big brother and big sisters and how they watch and they emulate and they want to follow and they want to join in and they're always trying to catch up and follow along. And yet in our great spiritual big brother, we have a tremendous one who we should want to watch, we should want to emulate, we should want to follow. And his example is the example of humility and service. And so this word, I am your servant, is an incredible honor. And even though, but notice in 126, even though he is a servant, there's some work he knows he can't do. Or maybe he cries out, it's time for the Lord to act. See, I'm the servant. I have a job to do. It's my job to be acting, to be working. But there's some things I just can't do. Or maybe the work of the servant is to actually cry out to the master and say, work. And notice this phrase, um, we mentioned it some yesterday, but when it says they have broken your law, it's a touch hard to translate. It's, um, there's a sense there of not, not just they've broken it, but they've disregarded it. They've dismissed it. They have sneered at it. So it's a situation where they've disregarded the commands. Sin has become fashionable. Sin is being celebrated. And here he's crying out to the Lord to rise up, to act. And maybe he's remembering that there was a time when the world was without form and void and darkness covered the deep and it was chaotic. And the Lord sent his spirit, and the spirit hovered, and the Lord spoke, and he separated the light from the darkness. And he's calling on him to do it again. Or maybe he remembers a time when Israel was at its lowest point. 
beat down by years of tyranny and slavery, and God arose, and God spoke, and God acted, and he's crying out to him to do it again. Or maybe we can remember times throughout church history when the church is at its lowest point, her messages derided, her people to her people are trampled down, and then they cry out to the Lord, and he rises up, and he sets the church ablaze. He'll do that for his people, both plural and individual. So he finds himself beat down, discouraged, surrounded, in danger, and he cries out, rise up, O Lord. But then notice in 127, when it's God's time to work, it was his time to love. Surrounded by the threats of the wicked, the difficulty of the day, What did it do? Did it lead him to become discouraged? Did it lead him to become cynical? No, it led him to love more. Maybe worry less, love more. He's not swayed by the evil example of the evil men around him. He will not join them as they disregard God's word. Rather, he will love it even more vehemently. So it says, okay, you attack the word. It only makes me want to love it more. And then he returns to one of the great themes that we've seen all throughout Psalm 119, the worth of the word. It's of greater wealth than gold. I love it. More than gold. Yes, fine, gold. See, gold was a great form of security. But he says, I have something more secure. Gold was a great form of power. He says, I have something even stronger. Now, I do appreciate the fact that he doesn't say that he always obeys the word but he does love it. So maybe he knows something of the divided heart where there's the good that I want to do, but I can't do it because my flesh is weak. And then ultimately he ends with trusting and recommitting himself to the word. If the ungodly are going to find fault and criticize the word, he's going to trust it even more. He'll love the truth and hate the false way. So here we're given a tremendous first aid kit for the wounded and weary soul assured of his love, longing for his truth, seeking him to act. That's where we find the medicine for our soul. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heaven.